There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you were looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen in for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and a big welcome to the Business Elevation Show on Voice America. Uh, wonderful to be back with you again. It's um, it's our 335th unique um, episode today and uh, it's it's yeah, it's it's a, it's a great day. I'm really pleased to be with you. I'm pleased to be uh, introducing you as well today to an amazing guest. Uh, we're going to be talking about leading business with love uh, with Dr. Mansour Malik, and um, it's yeah, this is going to be a great show. I've got absolutely um, convinced of it. Uh, today is actually my birthday, and uh, I can't think of anybody I'd rather interview on my birthday, having had a conversation with him um, just a few um, weeks ago. And uh, I think you're in for a real treat today. Before I introduce you to him, I want to say a big thank you to last week's guest. We had Rachel K. Mashawa, who was just uh, an amazing, amazing guest to have on the show. She's a vice president of Intel. Uh, she's a, a fascinatingly talented lady with a, a huge brain for technology. Uh, she also has four children. How she manages that with a, uh, you know, business function to manage uh, with uh, worth with four billion dollars of revenue, I don't know. But um, at the end of the show, the engineer Erin, um, who um, kindly supports me with these, uh, was was jumping up and down with excitement at how great an interview it was. So, uh, if you have the opportunity, do go back into the archive and have a listen to that show. If you want to get a sense of some of the you know the technological developments that are starting to impact the world and the the speed and the challenge and you know where we can maybe take advantage if you want to of some of these opportunities with uh, with maybe your business and um you, you know your family in terms of the areas they could maybe work in in the future etc do go back and, and have a listen so what would happen if love and peace were adopted as really deep fundamental values of leadership and business today you know i really wonder you know when the world today needs us to to unite like never before you know, surely the time is now to end selfish ways that and together work together to solve really complex problems in the world now my guest dr mansour malik is an international lawyer a legal consultant he's the owner of, of diplomat magazine and the diplomatic business club london and dubai We'll find out more about those soon. And as a consequence, he has a really extensive network of highly proficient, professional, and very influential contacts worldwide. And he strongly believes and places paramount importance on integrity, reputation, professionalism, moral and ethical practices in his private and professional life. So I'm really excited to have him on the show today and really have a, a deep conversation, I'm sure, about the potential that exists to bring more humanity into humanity today. So um, I think we're in for a fascinating and heartfelt conversation. Um, so, um, you know, just just get involved in this conversation. Have a listen. If you've got any thoughts and comments, do send them to me after the show at chris at chriscooper.co.uk. But I think there is a really essential global movement that needs to happen. And I think uh, Dr. Mansour Malik is somebody at the forefront of that. So a huge welcome uh, to uh, Mansour. Thank you very much, Chris, for inviting me for this great program. 
and I'm very honoured and very happy to participate. Fantastic. We're very honoured and very happy to have you on the show today. And and you're you're the first person we've had on the show from the United Arab Emirates. So, you know, welcome to anybody who's listening in, in that part of the world. And it really is a, a sincere pleasure to have the opportunity to talk to you and you know, find out a bit about, about you. And I'd love to just uh, find out a little bit of, initially about, you know, where where you you live and you know what life was like going for you in the up in the in the Middle East. Uh, thank you very much. I was basically I was a lawyer in London, and as you see the life passes on, I found out that uh, the life was uh, the work pressure was too much that I was feeling that maybe I am a two hundred years old person at the age of forty. Eight, and I used to go and meet some MPs and I used to tell them that please reduce the age of retirement to 50. I was thinking at that time under the pressure of work and all that, the traffic, the taxation systems, the responsibilities and too many things, costs and all that. And then this, I just visited Dubai and I was amazed that this small city at that time but it's very peaceful and very uh, nice. And I see some opportunity. I said, why not to move over here? So it was a big decision to pack up my office from there and just start somewhere where my Arabic was very, very basic. But uh, I always take uh, this type of, you see, the adventures. And I succeeded. And then the Dubai developed to the international level now that maybe almost every nationality lives and works in Dubai. And it, this small city become the hub of the international activity, economic activity. So were you actually, so yes. were you actually, brought, were you actually brought up in London then? Is that where you... Uh, yes, I was, I, I was brought up and I studied at the University of London. I did my law, all that, and I opened practice. And uh, But when I came back to Dubai, it was so amazing, and slowly the progress, whole Dubai, you see, was built in front of me, and I see that various nationalities are working together as one community, and thanks to the uh, very wise and tolerant leadership that they provided opportunities, then I, you see, you, you grow up more, and I thought that, look, nobody is special, we're all human beings, and there are, you see, English people, they are American, they are German, they are European, they are African, they are Arabs, they are working together and the, uh, in, a, in, a, in a very friendly atmosphere and without a lot of pressure. And I, that's, these things actually, uh, when you are a little bit educated and these things, they impress you. And this uh, uh, awakened my spiritual side more. And I understood that when you are more friendly with people, you are taking care of them. And these are customers or clients, whether in the uh, trade business or in a shop or in a factory or in an office, you care about them and treat them equally. And their progress, you see, becomes more better and they behave better. Atmosphere becomes more friendly. And this is where that you share the love and mutual respect uh, for each other. And I know a great believer of this, 
that the worldwide today, what the problem we are facing, the world has been facing many problems, but in the modern world, because we are too connected through, thanks to the technology and all of the interview we are having, our friend in the uh, United States, you are in United Kingdom, I am United Emirates, so we can talk at the same time. And if we three get connected, why not all people get connected like this way as one humanity? And all I think, because I have a lot of study and my experience and visions and dreams and all that, that makes me to believe that, that the greatest power on this earth is not, are not the weapons. This is love. If we use the weapon of love in our daily life, we will solve all the problems, even with the nation's right. I'm grateful, you see, today that I must say uh, thank to President Tr Trump that who has called off, uh, there was a war looming on the Iran in this area, and we were quite worried about it. And that's recently I seen something in the social media that the President Trump called off the war. So that was a great, great satisfaction. And I hope and pray that Iranians get the same type of response and whole world solve their problem through mutual respect, through mutual love, right? We all human beings, right? We are created by God, right? As a one family, Adam was and Eve, and we were the children of God and children of Adam and Eve. So we are same people. We have different colors, we have different skins. It doesn't matter because in the different environment, like different fruits, different flowers, right? Even the rose has, how many uh, colors the rose has, but rose is rose. So if we think on those lines, I think that we are equal, we are brothers, we are sisters, we just share love, and we take care of that. Uh, this is what I feel and I work, and it makes me very happy and very healthy, and now I feel 25 years because of the atmosphere and this type of feelings, right? I mean, you raise um, such an important point there, and I think you know, what I'm taking from that is where where maybe in the, the example there with uh, President Trump and Iran, where you're feeling you know, co conflict or the risk of conflict, the, the first um, reaction and first place to maybe draw upon is love rather than, than anger. Um, yes. Yeah, you know, that just feel, feels to me is what I'm, the message I'm getting from you there. Uh, we, because I see that, you see, we all human, we do make, we make mistakes, we get angry, we all that. But I think that whatever happened, and there was the, uh, President Trump said that 10 minutes before I called off war because I asked the general how many people are going to be killed. He said 150, so I just called off the war. I didn't want to kill 150 people. So this was a good, good, good sign. And this is the, all, I have all respect, it's none of my business in the, uh, in the politics, uh, but I really, Mr. President Trump, earned a lot of respect in my heart. I said thank you, and I'm grateful for this, that at least the whole region, for the time being, at least these things is, are called off. Yeah, I want, I'd like to, I want to talk, obviously, rest of the interview a lot more, lot more about this, but I just want to also find out a little bit about, um, about the, your, your, your creation of the Diplomat magazine and the Diplomatic Business Club, London and Dubai, because I you know, hear these are uh, something that are you know, very significant. You know, tell me, what, what, what are they, and... What's the purpose? Why did you yes. them? 
you see the uh, I got only one son. He's quite young, but he's lucky in many ways. He was in the media, and uh, we moved here in Dubai, and then he met some people, and he was doing some media work. He's a lawyer as well, and then he was uh, he met uh, Benazir Bhutto. And she was quite, you see, the interested in him. And after that, he was offered a job as a uh, diplomat, ambassador at large for the uh, businesses, etc., etc. And later, you see, she was got killed, unfortunately, and that was very sad. And then I advised him not to continue, so he did not continue, and. But I feel that as a young man, he was feeling that maybe my father has deprived me of right from this thing. And while this thing happening, happening, a thought came, maybe again out of love of a father, that why not we, uh, because he's a media person and create a diplomat magazine in this country, and we connect the diplomats and business people and the government people so, uh, on one table, and it would be mutually benefiting. And this will give us just a satisfaction, you know, not a business idea, just do it as a service to the humanity or the society or the country or whatever. And it worked very well. And what they did is that the, we got the license uh, from the government and we start publishing that. And under this magazine, how to do it, we start organizing events under the magazine, right? And just distributing this magazine. And definitely the, our, the, this magazine, not for, the, uh, for everybody, it was for diplomats or the government officer, officials or the top business people. Maybe some business people will uh, sponsor or something they will do, but the government and diplomats, we can't ask them to pay any sort of, basically we will just doing it free and for them and all cost I was you see, bearing off. But this, you see, the experience has satisfied me because it developed that the idea that we create a business forum where regularly we keep connecting people and Dubai becomes like international place, global place. So the, there are companies from United States, from UK, from Europe, from Africa, Asia, China, India, Pakistan, all countries, and we can provide them a platform to connect with each other and do business. And this uh, worked very, very well. And during this time, another thing happened that uh, we, because the Queen's uh, uh, was a jub uh, jubilee, I think the year, the celebrations, and we put the Queen's picture on the, our front page, and we wrote about this. And I think the ambassador, the British ambassador, definitely might have sent it to UK. We never sent it, and we did not have that access. And then we received a letter, which has taken us by surprise, that appreciating and thanking, a thanking letter uh, by the Queen's office, that we have done this and like that appreciation. And thereafter, Andrew Rosendale is MP and is a foreign affairs person, and then later he got, uh, you see, he connected with me, and he invited me whenever I uh, in London to meet him. I uh, in the summer I was in London, so he invited me in the House of Parliament, and then we have a chat and all that. And then he said that, why don't you do this the diplomat business club also network? He's a networking company. It's not like social like uh, club networking uh, pl platform. 
do it in UK as well. I said, Andrew, you see, these, it takes a lot of time, energy, money, this, that. And I am based in Dubai. But then I thought, when I received this appreciation from that highest level by Her Majesty the Queen of Great Britain, so I must do something for Great Britain as well because I owe a lot because I learned a lot from Britain, right? So I just came back. I called the company house and I registered the company within three hours. This is the best system Britain have. And then we just, after a week or 10 days, I invited very close friends and few people I knew in the parliament. And Andrew, thanks to Andrew that he provided uh, a room in the inside parliament. So we did it and it went very, very successful. And everybody appreciated since then. We do at least one or two events in London and two, three events in UAE and one in Bahrain right every year. And this is where we provide a platform and people are very happy and always people asking, but we are not making like it, like exactly just a business, business type of thing. If the costs are covered, we are happy to provide because I think I feel in that way. And I don't know, this is my nature when I was have the law practice. So I used to have a lot of people they cannot afford to pay and they were not qualified for the legal aid type of thing. So I will not even charge them. And I will, was feeling more happy when I do this type of free work to serve the human beings and the people. And many nationalities, they came to my office as well. So this is a learned that we are actually, all people have the same, you see, desires and same liking that everybody needs a good life, everybody needs house, everybody needs car. So there's no much difference. All are struggling and trying and like that. So this is where we start connecting people. And in London and the places and many companies, they, they cannot believe that we provide them a platform free of charge and they get benefited. And they always often, okay, how much we have to pay? I said, just you have to say thank you. <laughs> That's it. So wow. this is of my passion and I'm doing it and it gives me more because I don't have many children. I don't have uh, many things. My son is very settled and we're just grateful and that if you have that type of thing, satisfaction, pleasure, so what you uh, will do holding, holding money and just having big bank accounts, it doesn't make you happy. As long as you're happy, and healthy, I think serving your brothers and sisters, uh, all humanity, whatever way you can. I like it. We've got to go to commercial break now. So, yeah, after after the break, it was it was great to find out about um, about about that. And I really sense this, uh, you know, this love and integrity and wanting to give is very much a part of your your philosophy. And I want to just talk a little bit about why, you know, where we have some of the, the challenges that we have around, uh, you know, materialism and greed and division between religion and those sorts of things. And, you know, we've started to move on to what some of the solutions might be. So yeah. we're back again with everybody yeah. in just a couple of minutes. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching 
facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. tuned into the business elevation show with your host chris cooper if you have a question or comment about our show please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk that's chris at chriscooper.co.uk now back to chris cooper hi this is chris cooper i'm with dr mansell malik and we're we're talking about uh, leading business with love, and I've got a real sense of of how um, Mansoor does his business with the diplomatic business club, and you know the giving giving nature and the unifying nature of it. I'm I'm interested though, uh, you know why, you know why this is an approach isn't uh, even more pre- more prevalent than it is. You know th- why through history has materialism, greed, and control featured so strongly with with unity and peace not having the attention to consistently prevail. You know, it appears that there's, you know, always, you know, power struggles between nations, between ideologies. You know, what's your view on this? You see, what I feel that I study the religions, the message of our religions is the almost same. If you see the Ten Commandments or the Twelve Commandments or all these, so I don't find a single religion that who does not agree on these 10, 12 commandments. And if we believe in these, there is no war, there is no struggle. But what happened that the religion was politicized. Religion was used for political purposes or sometimes for business purposes where all the problem arose. So I will not blame the the divine message with the teachings was brought by the prophet Abraham or... Uh, Prophet Moses or the Holy Jesus or Prophet Muhammad and others, their purpose was to uh, unite the communities through love and solve their problems. And I see in the teachings that you cannot be a believer unless you, you think same way for the others as you think by yourself. So when we have this type of teachings, and the same way you see the Holy Jesus when he said that, okay, if if anybody uh, slaps you, so he said, don't re- retaliate, don't retaliate, rather tolerate it. And uh, this type of teachings are very there. That's why the 
when you go to the really the spiritual side of the uh, Christianity or Judaism or the Islam, the Sufism, they unite people. There's a tolerance, there's a love you see there, and the same things happening. But the problem happened until this day that the most of these religious philosophies were used for the political purposes. Right in the recent history, if you go in the past history, right from the time of Crusaders, know the latest history that what happened in the Syria, right? Okay, there is the uh, some jihadi uh, groups on the name of the jihad holy war started to destabilize the country and the killing the people, the children, all that. Same in the Afghanistan started, it was the jihad was promoted. I will say, I have no reservation to say that by the West, right? And the others to beat the Russians. So this holy war was started over there and these groups were created over there. And on the name of a religion, every person that through ignorance, they were joining forces. And after this, when the Russians beaten, beaten up, so they were just left uh, used and left, and then the current crisis everywhere we are facing is because of that. And this is this was the problem throughout the history. Otherwise, if you see today, we are I am in Dubai, you are in London, and the our friend is in Arizona. We are connected because thanks to the modern knowledge and technology of that. These things were not there in the past. Whatever the rumors they were hearing, so the, uh, the, 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 the forceful leaders and greedy leaders, because they, uh, they want to have all the resources of the other nation, the weak nations, and the just conquering them and the subjugating them and uh, fighting wars and these things like that. The greed, you see, the, why the greed and these things have been the part and parcel of the every war. I will say that mankind was created and the God because sent us here with the with two sides we have. One is the our personalities are within ourselves. There are evil forces, which is devil. And there are angelic forces, which are the guardian angels, are the angelic forces working with us. And then God has gave us the complete freedom of choice. You go right way or the left way, you go with the devil way or you go with the prophet's ways and these types of ways. So some of us chosen this way, but because the devil attraction, these are the lusts and the wealth and these things are so much attraction they had that we, we just fell to this type of uh, test and uh, result was that even our rulers become the same, okay, we should have all the resources like that. If you see, as we privately discuss uh, in our first, you see the interaction that these natural resources, because God created us, all of us, right from Africa to United States to Canada to Australia to Morocco to wherever. So the resources which God has given is not owned by anybody. To my, this is my view, right? that these should be owned uh, globally, human. Every human being should have right on those. And those natural resources should be shared. And if there is, because we have the United Nations, we have so many international organizations, if there is any debate there and discussion there, then let's, let's resolve this, this issue that we don't have to invade each other because of to get these 
resources, either the oil or the uh, precious stones or the gas or the crops or whatever, gold and these type of mines, etc. So if we have the workout, these are resources there and how many, how much each nation needs it. And we have some sharing percentage and the ground of the land, which it, uh, you see, the, it, it is discovered, maybe they, were, they will have a little more right because it is in their land. And but the other people, the globally, they should benefit. And I think then uh, the war could end or at least the minimize the chances of war uh, in that way. And these are the all the gods, these are the gods' gift. You see, fruits, whatever we have, whatever we can see that we have so plenty of uh, things, the money, trillions and billions, but who has these trillions and millions? Do we need them? We need uh, just a piece of bread and some meat and some uh, uh, drink and uh, water, etc., etc. It doesn't cost that much. But why we are greedy? Because of these things that these are some people are holding and the others are deprived of that. And if we have equal, equal or the amicable or the, uh, the, 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 the distribution of these resources, I think the global war could end. At least this could be one factor to eliminate the global wars, right? So then nobody has, then uh, no, the, even, even today what we are talking, the technology is coming out and there is a trade war, something concerns United States have, something China has, something Russians have, the others have, all that. So if we have a common understanding developed, all these bodies, United Nations, how many organizations they have, if they have a study groups and these working organizations that they should put this type of proposals so that uh, we, we, we need to get mature. You see, the, we we gone to the highest form. No, we are going to the moon, and we are going to I don't know where. And uh, but we are not getting mature enough and tolerant enough. If mm. we believe that we are the children of God, we should love each other. We should care, take care of each other. I must take care that I when I am eat, uh, eating and my friend Chris is uh, sleeping without food, I should not eat food. I should have share my bread with Chris and with others and my neighbors and all that. And the, these are the fundamental teachings of all the divine messages which were received. But those message, messages have been corrupted, they have been misinterpreted, and they have been uh, just politicized for the various reasons, right? So if we go back to the original messages, what the Jesus said, what the Moses said, how they suffered in their life, but they were very, very tolerant. Moses suffered, but he did not make a revolt, right? And Jesus, right, he suffered, but he did not make a revolt. Send the other prophets and these, uh, how many leaders, religious are the spiritual, I will call them, they can. They were full of mercy, full of compassion, full of love. But this is the cause we have to reconsider. And uh, I think the global level, at international level, that look, right from the Indonesia to the Canada, we get together and all bodies are very much there. And these working groups need to consider that all aspects, okay, the people 
the, the, the Indonesia has maybe lot of population that the China has or the India has. So these nations need more food. So the other countries should be contributing the food towards them where they have many resources which maybe United States needs, maybe the Africa needs it, maybe the Canada needs it. So they should share like that on the human uh, on the humanity level. If we work on human rights and these these are also questions of human rights, right? If there is no food in the uh, uh, with us, we are no no more there. So what with the human rights will work right on a dead person, right? I was you see in London. It was my very very you see. The, I was very very sad that one person, his name was David. He walked into my office with another friend, and this friend said that oh David have one son and he he just got accident. He passed away or something. And now the David is thinking. Should I criminate him or I bury him? And I said that uh, oh, this, this is a decision, but if uh, you want to bury him, maybe. He said, but uh, to bury him will cost me more money. My heart broke. Mm -hmm. I said, do you need money? I will give you, please. Please take money just, just, just as a gift. He said, no, because he was my son, I don't want to take money from you or anyone. So when we die and people, some people have this type of his father thinking on the basis of this money that whether I criminate him because it will cost me less. When we go to this stage, then we fell from the, our, the status of human beings where I see the uh, Bible, Torah, Quran, all calling that God has created the uh, superior, most creature, crown of his creation is the human beings. And when the human beings behave like this, and how we call them human beings. So these are the things that we need to readdress. And our spiritual leader, religious leader, political leader have to consider all these things. But we have to persuade them. Maybe through these programs and people uh, like us, we have to maybe work more hard. So it goes to their uh, maybe understanding and friends and mind and they will say oh yes yes we should do this this is this is, this is a good idea mm. i'm just sort of thinking that we've just got uh, just a few minutes to a commercial break now but uh you know, what you've got me thinking about is is that you know for you, you talked about a lot of sort of religious leaders and uh, today you know many people uh, aren't don't have that deep connection with religion however um, you know what we're talking about here is you know the qualities of those people uh, are qualities that if we if we chose to embody and embrace the world would be a better place. So it it seems to me that we need to be you know careful and from a young age at the about the things that we teach our children, but also you know look for uh, role models that we can emulate and and learn from uh, that um, you know contribute to the world being a being a better place. And a more unified one. Um, exactly. If yeah. you were very beginners, you see the, the primary schools and the all the schools that some ethical and these human values, tolerance, patience, uh, compassion, these are more, you see, the uh, taught and uh, to the young children. And when they grow up, they will behave, their behavior will change. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, it, it seems, you know, we're, we're talking about something very fundamental here, aren't we? And, you know, I wonder that there's always been that kind of battle between good and evil, but we're living in a world today with, we're still with power struggles where, as you mentioned there, with um, where resources are very un- unevenly distributed and some people hold on to those resources and, and don't share them um, like the, you know, and and some people are, you know, there's an attitude where it's not good to, uh, to be given money by others you mentioned that example of your your son but, and we also got a world where there you've got a heavy heavily polluted planet which which requires great unification so it just feels that right now that um the the, the qualities and the conversation that we're having and what you're sharing we feel like we're at a point in a point in history in the world where if we don't start to embrace these and um, the the consequences are, are enormous so, um, yeah, I think it's important to conversation to sort of listen on, reflect whether you're relig- deeply religious or you're not. Um, we need to um, all come together in a way that we've not done before to solve some of these issues. So we'll talk a little bit about what we can do individually after the commercial break. We're back with you again in just a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and we're Dr. Mansur Malik, and we're talking about leading leading business with love. Well, actually, we've been talking about leading life with love, really, uh, and I'm really keen now to sort of get into two areas and you know think about from a business perspective what we can be doing as uh, businesses to maybe think in a different way and behave in a different way, and then what each of us as individuals can be doing to um, actually look at the way that we live so that we make a more you know, contributory uh, contribution to life rather than, um, you know, having a negative impact on it. So let's talk about business first, uh, Mansoor. Um, you know, as a business leader um, who may be involved in a, you know, very profit-focused organization, you know, how do they shift to a more humanistic sort of trajectory, uh, you know, a sense where business is for good, uh, it's not for exploitation? Yes. I think the business is that they, if they just, 
change their philosophy that making money uh, out of, you see, the very high prices and uh, in a way that extortion, right, to, they go some extent that very, very high prices we have to pay. If they think that today the, the world population has grown so much that uh, we are over 6 billion, right? So there is no, you see, that lots of consumers there. If they try to go now that on the volume-based business, that we have too many consumers, and we even our, pri our prices are the reasonable, and we charge less, and we sell more, and our profits would be the maybe much more, and the people will be happier. People will not feel, oh, how can I buy this site? Right? Because it's so expensive. Now the basic principles you go to any 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 trading community, trade business commerce, whatever, even I see some of the people in my practice life, I see that they were, they, they have no education, but they have certain principles which they learn through their guts or families or these, these families in the businesses, their basic principle that we should not charge too much. We should be reasonably charged and we should cover our costs and we should be honest, right? Honest. And the honesty is the basis of the any trade. And whatever I've been, you see, the reading the books, some of the places I read, that those people that we believe in, the, as, as a believer, this is my, and many people, they, if they don't believe, I have all respect for them. This I'm not a judge of them. Just on my perspective, that I see that lots of believers there, they say, that the, those traders who will be fair and honest, their status would be with the very, very uh, highest, spiritually highest people like prophets and the saints and this type of people after them, they will have a status in the hereafter. If this is the teachings of all religions and these people, they think of this so they can eliminate the greed, they think, this is again that they have to think if they are the consumers themselves and this is the seller and that is the buyer, so what I will do. So when they feel the pain of the other side and they take care of the other side, definitely their mindset will change. But again, we need education. We need to train them. We need to uh, uh, they, they remind them are the uh, uh, this awareness through such programs through you through our friends and they have to create awareness that look we should be behaving this way that when you love your customers when you love your you see the people who are, you are dealing with your productivity will be much higher and you will be feeling much more happier you will go home and you will sleep peacefully because you're happy. Now the people, they make money, they come back home, they don't sleep. They take pills, they, they have this and that. So this, all these problems will go away, but they need to be educated. I've seen some people, they, in their business life, they are very happy. They have left. They are, but they are very, very honest, very, very fair with the people and uh, in this fairness and that, that way and treating the people with love and care and 
sincerity, they make more money and they are very happy. Uh, their little money is blessed. It works more for them. Other people, they are just do uh, this type of thing that their only principle is how to extract money from please. How I sell these things just and the, just the empty the pockets pockets of others, and the result is is this that their children will go astray, problem with the children, problem with the families, uh, lots of diseases coming, accidents coming, and un, unwanted type of uncalled type of uh, you see the problem they confront. Because I feel as a spiritual person, because of these things, because the God uh, does not like those people that who do not treat others fairly, honestly, and with care and love. I should choose for the other people what I love for myself. Then I'm the real believer. Then I'm the real person of God. When we have this type of teaching and developed our character, whenever you see thinking, process, the whole thing will change. You see, the if we see the process, like you see, the now we are getting used to technology. There was no technology. I was a person that always dictaphone, the secretaries typing, uh, the lawyers' notes and all that. Now, the technology has gone to this level that I start typing with my fun, one finger and I can type Arabic, I can type English, right? So this is this needs education and training slowly and gradually, uh, 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 gradually and people and the societies will change. And now we are a global one nation, actually. We, 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 everything what happens in the United States, in seconds we know it. Whatever happens, wherever happens, we know it. So we are so much connected, right? We are so much close that this type of awareness, and then we try to teach each other. And our mindsets, you see, get maturity. And because our spiritual side is sleeping. We are not taking care of that. I, I, I said somewhere that we are taking more care about our shoes because people look at them. We, we polish our shoes, but we don't polish our hearts. If mm -hmm. we try to awake our hearts, and we try to care our hearts, when our heart is awakened, then there would be love. Love comes through heart. And when our heart is dead, or you see half dead, or this under sleep, we cannot feel anything. Cruelty, killings, those people who kill and who do these type of crimes because their hearts are dead. If their hearts are alive, they they will feel. They will say, "Oh, I can I, I cannot kill an ant. I cannot harm anybody. I cannot harm any even the animals or grass or any plants or anything because the." Uh, this is cruel. So these we need to also, actually the role of our clergies has diminished from our societies. And if they still, they try to, you see, the uh, help us to polish our heart and our feelings are, right, I, myself, that I tell you that I feel global. I have a British passport. I have, the, I just, I, I treat it as a travel document. But I don't feel anything that I'm particular of this ethnic group or that ethnic group. When I'm in UK, I feel all my heart for that country. When I'm in UA, I feel all that I'm a UA person. I go anywhere because whole world belongs to me and I belong to the world. This should be, I think, that our thought process and 
caring uh, for others, thinking about others, their needs. And this will only happen when our soul, if we, if we, because our soul is neglected. If our soul is, you see, the taken care of, and that can only be through certain, like the, okay, the, the modern people start going, so I, sometimes I see these things, I get happy, or they go for yoga, okay. You go there, contemplate in the lodges, in the uh, monasteries, in the mosques, people go and sit down and just connect themselves to the God and they awaken their heart because heart needs this kind of exercise that you just switch off from everything, sit down at least 10, 15 minutes, half an hour, just to yourself and close your eyes and it will help them to awake their heart. And when they are, then they will start a feeling. Their heart will feel, oh, I'm doing wrong thing. Heart will stop, soul will stop it. That, oh, I should not do this because this is wrong. Do you think it's also helpful to, to maybe, we've only got just about three, four minutes left till I need to wrap up. But do you think um, actually starting with the end in mind and, and having people, people just going, imagine themselves towards the end of the life and looking back and thinking, actually, what sort of an impact do I want to have made? You know, how do I want to have left people feeling and, and feeling about me? Um, I just think sometimes having going through that sort of exercise makes people realize actually that the way they're living their lives right now is not taking them on that trajectory. They've just got into, you know, the habitual ways of behaving that aren't serving them or others. Um, is it is it helpful to take that sort of a perspective as well as the, the deep reflection daily? Very, very vital point is this, that those people in our society, the everyday people uh, leave this world, right? Some people, they have done a very, very noble job. They've been doing charities. They've been doing good jobs. They established hospitals, other places to help. When such people leave and in a, such a peaceful way, all that, we need to highlight there after passing them when they leave this world. So we should not just forget them. Rather, we should have more conversation about there. There should be certain meetings, certain programs to remember them and to highlight there uh, this character. And this will motivate others that, look, I have to die as well one day. And what, what prints I will leave behind? How will people remember me? So it might help, right, people to be more uh, compassionate towards others and more helpful towards others. And how do we ensure? Um, you know, I'm kind of intrigued. Often it's not the right people, quite often, who get to the top in this world in terms of running countries. And, uh, you know, they're not always um, people who uh, we, you know, they've, they've got there sometimes by kind of Machiavellian ways. Um, of, uh, of of wanting to control power and personal interest and that sort of thing, how how do we ensure that um, the right people rise to the rise to the top and into positions of influence and then able to positively influence everybody else? Yes, it it takes time. I will just say one thing which I just got to my mind. You see, when the Hitler was there, so there was some genocide and this type of things are happening, and I read that. The Morocco is a great country, and its king, Muhammad uh, V, uh, he was the king of that time, and Hitler demanded that uh, some Jews were living there so that these should be handed over to him. 
and he replied to him, I do not have any Jews here, I have Moroccans. This is a Moroccan country, Moroccans living, any Moroccan living in this country, I cannot hand over to you. Right. So he refused in a very wise way. If we have this approach, his name, I think that we need to highlight these things. We need to discuss these things. Look, this, uh, this person king saved so many lives of Jews, although he was a Muslim leader, right? So this type of thing, the people will follow this example where the Hitler atrocities, when they are highlighted, so people, they say, we, we, we don't want to be like Hitler. We want to be like these saviors. These people like to be. So we need, again, this education, because these all aspects, even the our education has become commercial. It is the more attention is given to there, where we can make money, where we can get jobs, but we are not giving that education where we become the better human beings. And so we've got to we've got to leave it there, I'm afraid. We've actually we're actually at the end. <laughs> so thank you very much. Incredibly, we've come come to the end. But I've you know taken us a you know a lot to study in in the conversation there about us you know really reaching into ourselves you know identifying role models who can help us um, thinking about our, the end of our lives and looking back and uh, you know try, striving to really do good during our lives and and, and whatever facet we're working um if, if Mansoor if people wanted to connect with you is the best way to do that through the diplomatbusinessclub.com or is the uh, yes that's uh, diplomatbusinessclub.com yes excellent so yeah go, go and go and check that out the diplomatbusinessclub.com and um yeah once again a huge thank you Mansoor I'm sorry that we've run out of time today on uh, next week's show so we're going to be a noble job and we will continue and with one step the, all the long journey starts and maybe our this little conversation it might pave a way for a better society i, I couldn't agree more thank, thank you so much and on next week's show um, I'm, I'm away but i'm going to play a show that was uh, was very popular um, last year it was mark beaumont who took 40 days off the around the world cycling world record and he's talking right. about his me methods of leadership next week so do um do join and listen to uh, listen to that show if you've not listened to it before uh, in the meantime just a huge thank you to mansoor and uh, any questions comments feel free to send them to me at chris at chris uh, and i can always forward any messages to mansoor as well um, that you send through so once again huge thank you thank you mansoor and i wish you all well We thank you for listening to the Chris Cooper Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.